0: Everybody today is Friday, October 22nd, and the Browns are back in the wind column. Tom, what's up, my man? Back with us on Friday <laughs> after missing last week. Oh. Uh,
1: not much. I am just very tired. I had a long day yesterday with classes and doing projects and stuff, so uh, that's why I hit the hay early last night, but I got some sleep. I'm ready to talk some sports. And uh, here your bets.
0: I know. I'm sure you're very excited for that. Um, yeah, so the Browns got back in the win column yesterday. Um, don't have much to say about it, really. I mean, the Broncos, I think we all kind of knew they were frauds. Um, I mean, and then when the Browns want to play defense and actually have their guys try, their defense is really, really good. Um, but – yeah, I, I mean, they, they never – I mean, when the Browns came down and scored that opening drive and then the, the Broncos went three and threw it out, I kind of suspected it was going to be a game like this. I did not think Ernest Johnson would have nearly 150 yards. I thought he would have close to 100 yards because he did it last year when both Chubb and Holt were out versus the Cowboys. So I figured he'd have close to that. He had a really good game. Um, and I guess my main takeaway is that – in you can kind of take this whatever way you want – Last night was a nightmare for Baker Mayfield. Um, not that they won or anything yeah. like that, but it yeah. basically it, it basically just showed that with this system and with this offensive line, as long as you don't have a quarterback out there that's making like throwing mis- like making mistakes and throw throwing interceptions, you have a pretty good chance to win. I mean, Grand De- Denver wasn't very good, and but the Browns still beat with their backups. But I mean. I, it, it also, I also started to wonder how the injury probably was affecting him these past couple of games because the first two plays the Browns ran was one was that tight end screen and then one was uh, when Jarvis Landry cuts over underneath behind there right behind the offensive lineman and does like a little quick out whatever on the other side when he comes in motion. I mean those are Baker Mayfield plays like he always runs those. The Stefanski always sets him up, so I have to believe his arms really struggling him, but. Once again, this was a nightmare for Baker because uh, many, many things. I mean, it's a nightmare that he got injured in the first place because he knows he can't sit out this year because he's not going to get paid. I mean, I, I still am not giving him extension at this point, um, so we can't sit out the rest of the year. So we, he, and it came out today that he's got a, bro- a, a like a broken, a, a fractured shoulder as well. So I, I don't know what he's going to do. Um, but, yeah, if you're him, you just had to look at that last night and be like, wow. Like, I mean, the Browns probably win the Chargers game. if Not the Char- not the Chargers game, I don't know. The Browns would have won a lot, like a couple more games over the years if Baker not made, like, dumb mistakes. But, I don't know. What are your takes on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% in the fact that it was the nightmare game for Baker. Uh, everyone kind of knew Case Keenum was still pretty good. Um he's always been a guy who's come in, in backup situations and played really well. And then when he had an offense built around him, he sucked. Uh but now he's back in that backup role, kind of has like a Tyrod Taylor to him. I I would say like just able to come in, win games when yeah. you need him to. Yeah, um, he's
0: what, and what I like to always, yeah. go ahead, sorry. What I what I like to always say with backup quarterbacks is like obviously if you're backup like Obviously, if your number one quarterback goes down for the season, there's no salvaging that. Like, there's no salvaging. The backup's just got to come in and get through, what, 17 games now. But, like, your perfect backup is a guy – I mean, even Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, has elevated his game up to where he's a legitimate starter, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, you have a guy guy like Case Keenum or Tyrod Taylor, or I I think Tyrod Taylor could probably still start some places. But Case Keenum, where if your quarterback goes down for a game or two – this guy can make sure you stay afloat and that's like the best thing that a quarterback mm-hmm. quarterback could be. And that's what case Keenum showed. And I, I, you can keep going with what you were saying. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. It's just like, you, you look at a, a team like the Seahawks, they lose Russ for eight to 10 weeks and you're stuck with Geno Smith. Like, Geno was supposed to be a case Keenum type quarterback where he can come in in many games if you need him to. But, it's just not his system. The Thing about Keenum is we've seen him come in and, and play in multiple systems that were not built around him and had success. Uh, whereas when he went to Denver, I think it was, or I think it was Denver, um, where they built around him and they paid him to be the starting quarterback, and he absolutely think that was like, flopped. Like
0: I just I think that was really, in Minnesota. I think that was in Minnesota. What? I think that was in Minnesota.
1: Minnesota. Then it was one of the two. I was debating which because I, I get where he Keenum. came in and stepped up.
0: Keep going, keep going. You're good. Keep going.
1: Um, I forget which team came in and stepped up, and then that off season they another the other team signed him to a big contract.
0: Y- yeah, Case Keenum was the one. He was the quarterback who threw. Uh, the Vikings, like, Hail Mary to Stephon Diggs. He was the quarterback then. It wasn't a Hail Mary, but in 2017 when they beat the Saints and, like, the NFC, I don't know, one of them. but And he threw the pass to uh, Stephon Diggs. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like I, like I said, I just it, – it's unfortunate, but it's just going to show you that if you don't have a guy in there like Baker who's going to be – make mistakes like that, I mean, you're going to win the game most of the time. Um, like I said, granted, Denver is not very good, but they also are coached by Vic Fangio, who is probably the best defensive mind in football. So I, I, I don't know. Um, and the only other thing I really took away from the game last night. Oh, oh, I forgot to say this. I mean, this is the reason that guys like running backs and things like that are easy to find for guys like Kevin Stefanski and um, Kyle Shanahan is because they run a West Coast zone system running and basically you can put in any running back and it works like that. We've seen it with um, uh, San Francisco, with Kyle Shanahan. It, 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 it's just works because they, they everyone's run in a zone system before and it works. Um, uh, but other than that, um, the only thing I took away for it is I, I'm just done with OBJ. I, I can't take him anymore. Like every single game, it's an injury. Every single game it's drops. Like, I was starting to take the side of like the Baker Mayfield kind of like if you were to take a side between the two, I was kind of starting to take the Baker Mayfield. I, I, I not fully in on the Baker Mayfield take, I guess, but I, I, OBJ is just, a, he, he's a shell of himself. He's a shell of himself. He's, um, the only way I see him ever becoming anywhere near the player he once was, and he's will never be that again because he's getting older is if he goes to a team like the lions or, I mean, Pittsburgh at this point, maybe, but like th- that have just no receivers and he's going to be targeted 20 times a game because that's what he did with the Giants. And that's why he was incredible. Um, the Browns are never going to be a guy a team that targets one receiver 10 times a game. And at this point, every time he comes in the game, he just drops the ball. So I it, it was a terrible trade um, looking back on it. Well, it wasn't really because Kevin Zeitler isn't that great anyways, but um It was, it was a bad trade. And I, I just, what'd you say?
1: So I think he's also on the Ravens though.
0: Yeah, he is. He's with, yeah, he's, he's in that group of like, that's a Ravens have the weirdest offensive line. It's like, it's like a, the group, it's like a group of older, uh, older AFC North players. I think Villanueva also is on that line as well. Um, on the left tackle, um, so it's like a bunch of old AFC North offensive linemen, um, but yeah, like I said, I'm done with OBJ. Like I just, I, I, he doesn't really draw the double teams anymore. It's it's becoming a, to a point where like if there's if they're getting, like I don't want them to trade him for picks because that's just stupid. Um, I would like them to trade it for another wide receiver or another, like a, a defensive player, uh, in my opinion, but. I'm pretty much out on him. I just I, I just don't I, – I can't hear his excuses anymore. He dropped another ball, played it on his hurt shoulder. Like, dude, you said four weeks ago you've been playing with the torn labrum for 10 years, kind of belittling Baker Mayfield when you said it. So I, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but, yeah, I expect this is fully going to be the point where uh, Odell starts becoming an issue in the locker room. So –
1: yeah, uh, that that I think about covers it. I don't really have anything else to add.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, all right, so obviously this weekend we have our uh, college football. Unfortunately, this is what I like to call the calm before the storm. Um, this weekend kind of sucks, not going to lie. Um, not a lot of great games, um, but so everyone knows, everyone out there who's excited – the next three weeks after this weekend are going to be insane, especially if you're a Big Ten fan. Uh, you got the, the the trio of Michigan State or the quad the quad of Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all playing each other for not this weekend, but the next three weekends afterwards. So it's going to be awesome. Um, but this weekend, like I said, not the greatest on there. Um, so we are going to do maybe a couple uh, mid season awards. Um, I'll do my top ten, uh, who I would give the Heisman to, things like that. Um uh pretty easy trivia question for the day, Tom. Who is responsible for more points in the college football this year? Bryce Young or Matt Corral? Uh Ole Miss?
1: Uh I think it's Bryce Young.
0: It is, correct. Just
1: considering out some points like that.
0: Yeah. I'm also Bryce, just
1: realizing yeah. that's in the comments and not in our private chats.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw I'm that.
1: That's
0: my bad. Yeah, you can, you can go so, ahead yeah, and switch your Wi Fi. I'll, I'll keep it going out of here. So, uh, yes, Bryce responsible. It, uh, Bryce Young is responsible for more touchdowns this year, um, which actually kind of surprised me because I honestly thought the Woody out considering he does everything um, for. Ole Miss um but yes um uh so right now we're going to kind of get into some current events around uh the around the sporting world uh let's so we're gonna start with the NFL obviously we talked about the Browns game um there are a couple pretty good games this weekend uh that I am looking forward to in the NFL um let me pull that up real quick uh so we got Cincinnati and Baltimore, which is big uh, for me and the Browns, uh, AFC North. Uh, I think Baltimore pretty much handles um, Cincinnati at this point. Um, but uh, and then obviously we got a couple other games. Um, Chiefs versus Titans could be a good one. Um, I don't see the uh, Lions getting their first win. Uh, they do play the Rams, so we shall see. Um, that's pretty much it for the NFL. Um, so let's move on to, I believe, the NBA. Um, yes, the NBA started yesterday. Um, yesterday, yeah, no, Wednesday. Started Wednesday. Um, Cavs played, lost to the Grizzlies. Um, John Moran had a great game. Jaron Jackson looks like he's finally going to have a full season for the Grizzlies. Um, the Cavs did not look all that great. Yeah. Um, they were pretty much okay, and um, but they lost. So, yeah, that's all I got for the NBA. I'm Tom back. is I'm back. This will be a little better. Yeah, like I said, we're not going to go for too much longer. There's a ton of not 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 a ton of stuff to talk about, so it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. Just finishing up the NBA, Tom. Anything on the NBA, uh, and then also one NFL game you're excited for this weekend. Other than Jets, uh,
1: the game I. think. Yeah, no, I, I, the other game I think I'm looking forward to most outside of uh, the Jet game is probably the Bengals-Ravens. I just think that's going to be the best game of the weekend. Uh, I know we were sort of talking about it before the show, but this is just a really crappy week for, for – a, a crappy slate for the week for the NFL. I mean, it's just going to be blowout after blowout.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah so the the line for the lions rams games this has got to be one of the higher lines in recent memory for afl uh the rams are minus 16. um so i guess it's still a two possession game but uh it's two it's still a lot of points but uh whatever um yeah uh the nba like i said Cavs lost i don't really care the NBA, i'm not i'm not gonna lie the nba season doesn't really start for me until december Honestly, probably on Christmas when they do the little Christmas Day games. That's when I kind of – that's when I put the start of the NBA season as for me because I got to tell you I could absolutely care less about these next – this next month, month and a half because it literally means absolutely nothing to the playoffs, nothing to the offseason. The only thing that will be interesting will be, uh, you know, the continued Kyrie Irving saga. I I don't know what he's going to do at this point, and I just – I can't can't hear about him anymore. He is – his, his like, whatever, if you don't want to get the vaccine and you think you have your like ideas behind it and you think you're right, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. I I think everyone should get the vaccine because you're just protect. It just shows that you care about human life and you're protecting others around you. Um, But Kyrie Irving saying that he is not going to get vaccinated, not because he doesn't, he doesn't believe in the vaccination, but because he's standing up for the people who are being fired or like put on leave because they didn't get the vaccine. I I just don't know what his point is. I don't know what he's trying to do. I He is the most, he has to be one of the most talented players of recent memory in the NBA that has just something happened to him after the Cavs won that championship or something where his mind was like, totally warped into a different like di- different human being because I even went back and watched some of his high school press conferences or not his high school ones, but the ones where he was like a Duke media day when he was going to Duke for his freshman year, he was a normal human being, like he was normal. Um, and now he is sticking up for, uh, I, I, I don't know, the people that just got fired or did, just like, I don't know. I'm not going to get into the whole vaccine thing. I do think like it's, been proven that you aren't really going to die from it. So if you like your job and would like to keep your job and they require you to get a uh, vaccination, just do it. It's not that difficult. Um, but I'm not going to get into politics about it. I just really don't care. But I do think that it, the whole Kyrie Irving thing, I don't think it's ever going to end. Um, and I think the funniest thing right now going on in the NBA is you have, like if you looked at these two players five years ago and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, uh, you'd be like, wow, these guys are going to be the two best point guards in the league in um, you would say 2021, uh, it, and it looks like um, neither one of them will be playing this season, um, whether it be because of their own choice. Well, it will both be because of their own choices. Um, also, part of Ben Simmons is that nobody wants him. So, um, anything else on the NBA or the vaccine? It, really, anything? I think I touched. I've, I think I've touched on every sport, every social issue, um, all of it. So, anything on anything, really.
1: Uh I actually had a pretty good time watching the watching the Knicks game or at least I should say the end of the Knicks game because I was watching it at a uh, at a bar with my friend.
0: Who They uh, um,
1: they had they were playing the Celtics opening game. Um, went to double overtime and Evan Fournier in his first game as a Nick mm-hmm. dropped 35, which is he's the first Nick to I believe drop 30 or more points in their opener or the team and uh, it was against his old team because he was just on the Celtics up until this summer. Um, very fun watching double overtime, and they won by I think it was like four. So I didn't think I'd ever say had fun watching a NBA game, but I was. I guess I'm a little basketball deprived until college starts. out. So I watched. I watched literally like the last five minutes of the fourth, and then like had it side by side with the with the. Braves Dodgers game so I was like kind of watching that and then when they were in timeout I was watching the NBA
0: yeah yeah the last five minutes of what probably took almost an hour um yeah yeah I yeah I million. mean I, I I am very excited for college basketball to come back um yeah I, I haven't figured it out yet uh, but I'm just gonna do a series of articles just trolling coach K I don't know how I don't know how mean I'm going to be? How serious I'm going to be in the death threats? Um, but I don't know. I haven't really thought about it yet. But I'm going to do something with him. Um, it's still absolutely abundantly ridiculous that he's doing this for two years because the ACC doesn't have um, like concurrent scheduling, so he won't get to see every team this year. It's absolutely ridiculous. I hope he passes out and like I hope he passes out on the court and doesn't come back. Um, I'm done with him. I hate him. Um, I do think that college basketball is going to be awesome this year. Um, I think one of the, like one of the coolest things we're going to see is obviously you have Kentucky and Memphis with these young guys that um, they're awesome and everything like that, and Gonzaga now as well with Chet Holmgren. Who, my God, I-, I didn't think it was possible that he could look skinnier coming out of high school. He looked skinnier in um, Gonzaga's Midnight Madness thing. I don't like. I think he. I think he weighs less than me and is a good, almost like a foot and a half taller than me. So I don't know what he's going to do. He's got to put on weight. They have to find a way to put him on weight. I, they have to. Um, but then I think it's cool because you have those young teams, uh, like I said, Memphis and Kentucky, and then you have um, your UCLA, who is going to be. Uh, I mean, I think Ju is a senior. Um, so, as he really? He's not a, he's not a, he's not I'm, a soft. He's not a sophomore. So he's either, yeah. He's I thought up- he
1: was a ju- junior. Junior, He might be a
0: junior then. Um, because so he had
1: the freshman year at Kentucky. And then, I don't know, maybe I'm in, I don't know. <laughs>
0: he may, he, 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 I guess I don't really know what the transfer rules are in basketball, but he may have to sit out a year, um, but still be a redshirt freshman. I don't know. Um but, yeah, I think that, I think it's going to be awesome to see a lot of these young guys. Once again, the biggest thing that sucks is Imani Bates. We'll get to watch him play all year with Memphis, uh, and then he won't be able to go in the draft. Uh, that will be interesting because they're to, I'm sure they're going to try and petition him into the draft. And, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I just got a text message. Sorry, my, my, my mind went blank. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, all right. Uh any anything else from the NBA? I would like to honestly I would like to, I, honestly, I would He's like a to junior pardon me. He was a junior. I just looked it up. Oh um He was a sophomore but, last year. That makes sense. He, I think he tested the waters but didn't hire an agent. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I do think the Knicks will be good this year. I just think they need to they need to find someone who is a legitimate has star power to play with Julius Randle is what I think they need. Um, like they would be very, very, the Knicks would be a very viable like Eastern Conference contender to me if they had a better point guard. Like, I just don't think Derrick Rose is it anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The Knicks were good. The Knicks are, you know what I can tell you, the Knicks are going to be better than the Cavs this year. So that's fine. Um, Evan Mobley, all, another guy that just, I, I'm looking at a tree outside and I, I don't think, I think Evan Mobley's skinnier than – I think he is. Like, it's crazy. I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how these seven-footers make it this far and, like, just don't put on weight. I don't understand it. Um, I don't know. I guess, Tom, you can fill us in on baseball. Anything other, like, really exciting about baseball other than what is it, 3-2 now in both?
1: I think it's 3-2 in both now, I believe. Uh, okay. Let me see. Yeah, the Dodgers put up 11 last night. Because, like, of course, the Dodgers are on the brink of elimination. And Chris Taylor, who doesn't do anything all year, is like, yeah, I'm deciding to go yard three times in a game. Like uh, – Yeah, um, yeah ridiculous. So, yeah, that um, one's 3-2. And then, yeah, the Astros just won on – what is that, Monday – so they're at three two now as well.
0: I mean, unless you're from um Houston or LA or Boston, like America has to be cheering for the Braves, right? It has to be you have to be cheering for the I, Braves. I don't I, I don't understand how you could cheer for the, the other of those three's team. The Astros are disgustingly cheaters. The LA Dodgers, like I would like to look down and look at their payroll, like look at their payroll and compare it to like Manchester United's because obviously Manchester United and the soccer clubs, it's very different financially and how they do things. But I think they would come close to matching um, Manchester United's like their contracts. That's how crazy uh, they went in the off season and the Red Sox. I mean, they suck. I hate them. Uh, they, they do these little runs and then then they'll be like, oh well, we didn't even think we were. You know, I'm not gonna get. I'm not, not gonna get angry this morning. Not gonna get angry this morning. Not gonna get angry this morning.
1: I think that there's only one team that I would really hate to see win the pennant more than the Dodgers, and it's the Astros. And the fact that they're one game away from going to the World Series pisses me off.
0: I hate the Astros so much. I hate. I hate everything about them.
1: I think everyone outside of Houston absolutely despises the Astros.
0: And the Houston fans, like, like suck it all in. They're like, oh, we're so good. Like, no. And I just started this on the fly, but now that I'm thinking about it more, it makes a lot of sense. They've kept that core group together for way too long now. Um, I don't know how they've done it because those guys, it's odd. They lost their
1: outfielder. They lost Springer.
0: Yeah, but they still have Correa, Altuve, Bregman, that pitching staffish, Lish. But they're only keeping those guys together because they all know the secrets of the cheating. So if one of them leaves, then they all, like, everyone's screwed. So
1: that's why, like, Springer left. I'm kind of surprised he didn't, like, I guess he doesn't want to out them because then, like, he could get in trouble still like once they start to retire and they start to like stop playing baseball, they'll be like, yeah, we cheated the hell out of baseball. Yeah.
0: I, and, and and if they go in like in 25 years, they like, I don't know, Alex Bregman comes out and says that I, I like in 25 years, I'd be like, ah, oh, you know what? Nice. You guys got away with it. Good for you. But right yeah. now, but right now I just, it, it's the Patriots. It's the Flake gate. It's, Get them away from me! Like Houston is such a gross city. They have like three. How can the Astros be good when the Rockets and um, the Texans are the like so bad? It's not
1: Houston. Houston is like New York in a certain sense. where just all the sports teams suck. But the reason that it's worse New York is because there are like double the amount of teams.
0: Yeah, it's. I, so I, I got to tell you, if you're if you're out there and you were watching this World Series or these uh, pennant games, and you were not cheering for the Braves overall, I probably wouldn't get along well with you. So I hope that we never meet.
1: Hundred percent agree.
0: Um, uh, I, unless you got something else on anything, um, I usually like I always put in, I hate Boston so much. Fuck the Red Sox. I mean, this that's like a that's like a that's silly. a
1: universal term. I'm pretty yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I say that like it's just become part of my vocabulary. Whatever Red Sox or Boston just crosses my mind, mind I just think about murder. Um, Tony. All B. right,
1: <laughs> let's Do get into Tony?
0: what Do you know. Who Tony B is? I don't know who Tony B is. Who's is Tony B? Uh, he
1: said, "Yo, what's up, guys?" Oh, Tony, but I'm you Tony. can call me Raptor.
0: Okay, Raptor, what's up, buddy? <laughs>
1: Do you hate Boston because we hate Boston
0: I don't know he might be a Toronto guy.
1: It um, could be Tony Boston for all we know. That's true.
0: Um, <laughs> all right let's get into <laughs> Tony Boston um, let's get into uh, let's get into week eight of college football Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's high, he's running the train.
0: All right. Good. Good. You, you can keep listening Tony um,
1: <laughs> Raptor
0: Raptor. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, power rankings for this week. Uh, mine are pretty, uh, pretty standard par for the course. Georgia one, two Cincinnati, three Oklahoma, four Bama, five Ohio state, six Oklahoma state, seven Penn state, eight Michigan state, nine Oregon, 10 Michigan. Um, uh, Heisman-wise, I still think Matt Corral is the leader right now. Bryce Young isn't far behind him, and neither is Kenneth Walker. Um, Caleb Williams has a very, very, very small outside chance of winning just because he came in so late. Um, and the same kind of can be said about C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Um, if the award to be given this weekend, um, I'm going to say pretty confidently uh, that Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State would get it. Um, he's got over 900 rushing yards, and I think six games. He's been a beast. Um, but that's who—that's who I would give it to. What about you, Tom? Who would be your mid-season Heisman winner?
1: I mean, I'm not gonna go against Matt Corral. I mean, he looks.
0: He was legit. Yeah. Like, nice. And like, nice. I think
1: there's something to be said. Like, I agree 100% with, with your Kenneth Walker thing. I think there's something to be said for giving it to the – obviously, it should be the best player in college football, but, like, I don't like giving it to, to guys off the big schools. Like, yeah, Bryce Young's great, but is he really a great quarterback? Is it just the fact that in Alabama's system? You know, same thing with, like, all the Ohio State quarterbacks that have won it, like – they never turn out to be great football players, hence Dwayne Haskins. I know he didn't win the Heisman, but picking a quarterback off the top of my head. But like, there always seem to be guys in contention from these big schools when maybe they're just a part of the system. Maybe we should be giving it to guys like Matt Corral coming out of Old Miss, who is the whole team.
0: You know what I mean? Like I just
1: think there's something to be said for that.
0: I agree, but you're barking up the wrong alley with Matt Corral because Matt Corral is only good because of the system. Like, I I, yeah, like he is so good because he is he knows that there's no one behind him um, that can play, so he has like the longest leash ever, I think. B and then B, um, I don't think there's any other coach in the country that would let Matt Corral like have as much freedom that that Lane Kiffin allows him to. Um, but you know, I agree with, I agree. I agree completely with what you're saying. I mean, the, the Heisman trophy is no longer given away, given out to the best player in college football. It's given out to the best player on one of the best teams. Um, well,
1: like and like, it, I understand there should be years where like, if it, like that, what was it? 2007 season where everything was just completely thrown upside down, like giving it to the like the quarterback on the best team, like, um, Oh, you know who's the the greatest example? Gino Toretta. Do you know who yeah. Gino Toretta is? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I'm sure you do. Right? Gino Toretta was I think he was like Miami quarterback, or maybe it was Florida. I think it was Miami. Like everything was just so weird and there was no true standouts. Give a guy on the best team, the quarterback is the most important position. Like there are times where you can do, it, but when you have like legitimate studs kind of like this year, I, I argue giving it out to the best player is more important instead of just giving it to the quarterback on the best team.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you in the fact that I think the Heisman voters, they give it till about halfway through the season. And I think they cut it off. Like they not like not almost like figuratively, they cut it off at the halfway mark for those guys that aren't on the star teams like some of them will make it like a guy like uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, like he'll still be in contention, but then you'll have a guy like, a, I don't know, like CJ like Stroud or something. Well, no, he's at one of the big schools. I don't know. Brees Hall in, in the past couple of years. But he would drop out just because he's not at a great school and it's halfway through the season. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. And I think we've talked about this as well. It sucks that there's not a defensive player this year because this is, hundred percent of the year where they would have no issue giving it to the defensive player. Um,
1: yeah. They, they can make the case if Thibodeau was healthy, they could give it to him. They, uh, you know, it sucks that LSU is kind of terrible and Stingley is not playing great. Cause I would have liked, you know, there's a ton of guys that are really solid football. have been better this year. Yeah.
0: You know I mean? uh, yeah. I, if a defensive player is ever going to win it again, it's probably going to be an edge rusher or a safety or corner just because as like a linebacker and as an interior lineman, what are your stats going to be? Like what, like 20 tackles yeah. for loss, three sacks. So it does, it is like, it is, it is, they are up against it in that face, like those guys in that positions. But I mean, a safety who like, and Riley Moss – if Riley Moss is able to keep up the pace he's going where he's intercepting like 1.3 passes a game and returning like half of them for touchdowns, then that obviously is going to get noticed because it's – interception is a big, big kind of a turnover. Um. um but, yeah, uh, Matt – correct? we were talking about the Heisman, right? Oh, oh, now I know. There are two things I kind of wanted to go into. So the big news – um, obviously with college football is over the past week. Ed Orgeron is out at LSU. Um, unless you live under a rock, I think we everyone saw this coming. Um, he got very lucky and had two of the best coordinators in the last 30 years in college football with him when they won the national championship. And he also inherited probably one of the top five best teams of all time. Um, but everyone knew it was coming. Um, what I don't think people did know was how fucked up it was behind the scenes, which I do think people know a lot about it in the past, but, uh, the things with Orgeron hitting on women, bringing women to practices. Um, now I, I, if LSU was winning, like if they were winning and still in the top 10, like none of that would matter. Like they would not care. That would not be written about. Uh, the women bringing their children to practice, like that would not be written out because if you're winning, it trumps everything, but obviously they were losing. Um, And it really just seems like, because the whole story was that Ed Orgeron um, basically won the national championship, then got divorced or was like already separated, then got divorced. He's a national championship coach um, with a lot of money in his pocket. Um, So yeah, he's going to go out and hunt the ladies. So he did um, and I obviously bled into this I, I think we've talked about it Tom um, I think he wanted to get fired I, I don't I think he's kind of done with this um, I have heard rumors of him to Miami next year as the head coach which makes sense um, but I just don't know if he'll take another head coaching job right away um, It's also a terrible PR look for Miami but I really don't think they care um, I think they would I think they would murder people to get back on like the college football radar. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on uh, Ed Orgeron out at LSU and any any thoughts on who the next guy will be?
1: Yeah, I th- I think we talked about it a little bit earlier this week. Um, I'm not genuinely surprised because he just has not looked or performed well uh, since that 2019 championship team, um, but I – I was, I guess, kind of a little shocked in the sense that it's only been two years, um, but with all of the the lady stuff going on, I guess you can call it uh, after the fact. Like, I, it, it's not as surprising. But it still just feels like a very short time to move on from head coach. Um, as to who it would be next, um, I have no idea. In all honesty, because I just don't know. A who's around who's available, who can actually leave the school that they any of that. But I also just don't know what LSU wanna be looking for. Like there there is always is a certain vibe that they're trying to get from a head coach, but I just don't know what they're looking for. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so the story with the coach is uh, it's gonna go like this. So the new athletic director at LSU is Scott Woodward. He was the athletic director at Washington when Washington lured Chris Peterson away from Boise. Um, and then he went to Texas A&M, and he was the one who brought Jimbo on to Texas A&M from Florida State um, for a huge, that huge contract that he just signed an extension with next summer. But he also brokered that deal when he was at Texas A&M um, saying that uh, basically in his contract it says that um, there's a buyout for Jimbo Fisher if the school wants him out, but if he wants to leave, he doesn't have to get bought out at all. So all the rumors are now pointing towards Scott Woodward um, making the move to get Jimbo Fisher back into um, the SEC or – yeah, Jimbo, yeah. Back into the – or keep him in the SEC, I guess, but uh, bring him home to LSU – um, that is what is going on behind the scenes. Um, I think the big also the big thing with Woodward is he makes big splashes, um, like as signings. Like I said, Chris Peterson, lured away from Boise State uh, was first year when he got to Texas A&M. away Jimbo Fisher. Um, the first thing he did. Uh, a lot of people probably don't notice this, but I don't watch a ton of women's basketball, but I watch some, and I I do follow a little bit of it. It made a huge splash already this spring signing baylor's old or not old who was baylor's head coach to the lsu head coach women's basketball kim mulkey um she's very recognizable if you probably saw her you would recognize her um so he brought him there so yes that is all the things going behind the scenes um it seems like St- uh, jimbo fisher will definitely get a call it seems like um james uh james franklin will get a call um can't think of who else. I said uh, Luke Fickle will probably get a call, but I highly doubt he's leaving the Midwest. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a big big job. And um, if, if there's anyone that lost uh, lost through all of this, it's uh, USC because they're gonna have to be picking second now. Um, LSU and you can try to persuade me if you want to, Tom. You're not going to. LSU is a far and away much better job. Than uh, USC's um, basically because Louisiana LSU doesn't have to compete with anyone in Louisiana, um, whereas USC you got UCLA, um, things like that. So, um, any thoughts on that? Agree. You agree?
1: Uh, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I I agree that LSU to me is a much more desirable job, and I understand that you're in a harder conference, but I think part of the You're not playing in the, what's USC, in the Um, Pac-12. You're not playing in the Pac-12. You're playing in a legitimate conference versus some teams where if you have success, you'll be recognized for it. Whereas if you dominate as USC, like, yes, you'll get recognition because you're the coach of USC and everyone knows USC. Um, But it's not, I, I think it's a greater feat to win at LSU than it is to win at USC, I would say.
0: Yeah, so uh, obviously we'll be updating everyone on that stuff, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, I don't, Like I said, I don't think Orgeron gets back on the sideline next year. If he's smart, he takes a year or two away. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, pretty much it for college football newsworthy stuff. Um, so let's get into some of our midseason awards. Um, these are pretty much just, you know, boilerplate, pretty simple. Um, and then we will do some predictions for the second half of the season. I will give out my picks. I don't know if Tabe has any. Um, maybe I'll read off some uh, picks for him. Or you can – oh, yeah, Tommy, you can read off the sheet if you want to. Um, all right. Uh, my that, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we do that, um, let's start up with – Uh, the coach of the year at the halfway halfway point. Tom, who you got?
1: Uh, I mean, I personally, I, I would would give it to fickle. I think he's Cincinnati's coach, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I'd give it to him. Uh,
0: yeah. it's It's a good choice. Uh, I don't think they'll give it to him because they knew he was going to be good. He'll be he will be a top three contender, I think. Um, but I don't think he gets it. I, I, right now, if the award word out today, I think there's a runaway favorite, a runaway winner. And his name is Mel Tucker, Michigan state coach uh, basically brought in with everything that's been going on at Michigan state, obviously including the gymnastics, Larry Nassar thing. And then on top of that, Mark D'Antoni, uh, and the old coach Mark D'Antonio or Steve D'Antonio—I can't remember his name. Um, he was having players getting arrested, things like that, putting you under the rug. Um, Mel Tucker comes in last year. Obviously, wasn't the greatest. Brings in 20 transfer players over the off season. Uh, they're six and zero. I think they're better than their in-state rival, Michigan. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's done a hell of a job there this year. Uh, because I did not think he would be able to turn them around with how. Um, how, how, how poor, uh, how bad everything is. Um, I skipped over one thing. I, I couldn't remember how, how I was gonna. Uh, how I, I couldn't remember that I was gonna bring it up. So obviously, the race is on for Arch Manning. Um, do you have any theories yet where you yeah. think he's going?
1: Ah, uh, that is what what. Do you know what schools have offered him yet? Can you give me like a list?
0: Well, he's okay, I make this easy. He's obviously been offered by every single school in the probably the country, but you know what I mean. Um, but so I from what I've from what I've read and what I've heard, his top three right now, they're all SEC uh, or will be SEC. Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. Um, not surprised. Uh, the leader right now is supposedly Texas, um, because apparently Texas. he, yes, uh, Arch Manning has a very close connection with Sar- uh, Sarkisian, and they are coming to the SEC. Um.
1: So wait, I you're you're cutting in and out when when you're talking to at least for me. What did you okay. just say? He has very close what.
0: Uh, he has a close relationship with Steve Sarkeesian.
1: Oh, gotcha. Uh,
0: ten, uh, oh, yeah. Corey. Yeah, I saw that too. What's oh, up, Corey? Um,
1: <laughs> what up? Yeah, bro? he's
0: he's got a really, really, uh, really good connection with him. Uh, he was in Texas this weekend for the Texas um, loss. He said he had a great time. I think it eventually comes down to uh Texas and Alabama I think he ends up going to Texas unless they fall off the map here um but it should be interesting and it's also I don't know if you've seen pictures of the kid or looked at the kid he does not look like a 16 17 year old he looks very young and it's um yes yes well I wouldn't say whooped on the Broncos Corey I uh um they got lucky, and we just, you missed us talking about it already, but uh, it, it was a bad night for Baker Mayfield, we think, too. So, um, But, yeah, 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 the Broncos <laughs> need to step it up. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Uh, I, mean, I also don't know what the hell Von Miller was doing before the game saying he's going to go off. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on, Corey. Um, I also want
1: to know what Donovan Peoples-Jones was doing before the game. Because he hurt his thing or whatever, and his hamstring, and wasn't able to play. And it pissed me off in one of my leagues.
0: I don't know why. Because he literally
1: came mean, out and said, I'm not playing.
0: I, I don't know it was why, a, why. It was one of the 32-teamers. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know why Donovan Peoples-Jones is on your team. Um, he was
1: on one of my 32-teamers where I'm struggling for a flex player.
0: That's why you just don't join leagues with 32 teams. (laughs) I'm leaving
1: after this year. I'm pretty sure at
0: least in one of them. Um, I did. uh, Tom did warn me and I did change. I think I made changes to uh, my rosters this week. Um, In the Pirate League, it's becoming. It's just becoming a formality. Uh, I'm too good. Um, Like I said last week. Oof, that's oh, rough, Corey. That I'm sorry. That is unfortunate. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, oh man. Uh, once, Corey, you also missed it. We are all. We also talked about Odell earlier. Um, I, I I basically said I'm done with him. I just can't have him dropping passes, and it seems like all he does. Uh, and I also said this seems like the time where he starts creating problems. D. Thomas, who's D. Thomas? C. Thomas. Uh, that's a. D'Anthony D- Thomas?
1: Mm. I, I mean, I, I remember Damaris Thomas, but geez, that guy's been out of the league forever.
0: <laughs> Can we give him the nickname of the Roadrunner? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, but, yes, all right, back to college football. We do have to finish the show at some point. Um we were very off track. We're not even at the picks yet. Oh D'Anthony. Um, D'Anthony Thomas. Yeah. Played oh, for the year.
1: running back last night. Oh dear Oh Dearness Dearness Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He, I was like
0: Corey, you should ask me. Um I, I said he'd have I said he'd have close to hundred yards. He started um uh, last week, last year when Chubb and Hunt were out versus the Cowboys, and he had, a, I think, a 95, or 95, 98 yards rushing. Um, so I knew this was kind of coming. He's pretty good. And his new nickname is Roadrunner. We're going to call him Roadrunner. So, um,
1: we'll call him Roadrunner.
0: Dearest Johnson is Roadrunner.
1: Corey, C-Dub has now dubbed him as Roadrunner. That's that's the phrase.
0: Okay. <laughs> Um, C-Dub right.
1: has dubbed him Roadrunner.
0: Uh biggest surprise and biggest dis- disappointment of the year so far.
1: Uh I mean, if you're going with Michigan State as the coach of the year, I mean, you could say they were the biggest surprise, I would say. Um That's fair. That's that's fair. His picture is funny.
0: Is it? I haven't seen it. <laughs>
1: Uh, just go on sleeper and uh, I think Anthony has him in, in the Manziel league. So I uh, go to my game and you'll catch him, see his picture. Um, but yeah, biggest surprise uh, was Michigan state. I would say, I guess. And then biggest disappointment. I mean, I don't even know. Biggest disappointment.
0: Easy. This one's pretty easy Tom.
1: I, uh, I got to look, I don't, I'm not in the (laughs) headspace.
0: Okay. Um, Biggest surprise. um, I'm going to go with two teams, and I'm going to say BYU and Cincinnati. BYU is a little bit more surprising. We all thought they were going to take a step back. But I am also surprised that Cincinnati has been able to um, keep winning like they have. Um, I took the over, and I'm taking their game over this weekend. Uh, they know they need to score just got style points to get into the playoff. Um I I am probably going to um uh Court good answer. Good answer, but also incorrect. You guys are um missing the biggest I am gonna he's my favorite person I'm going person. with
1: A and M as my disappointment.
0: He's my favorite person. I don't know how you guys didn't get this. Clemson is the biggest disappointment in college football. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, they started out as a top five team. Now they're unranked. Um, and you know what? I'm not even going to rub it in because I don't know how you guys didn't see that. You didn't see that coming. I hate Dabo. Um, Okay. Uh, this was an interesting question that was brought up the other day, and I guess I'll ask you because you're you're more in the middle on Dabo, I think. I don't think you like him, but you're in the middle more than I am. I hate him. Do you think, yeah, at a Pac-12, Big 12, Big Ten uh, school, and basically not the SEC or the ACC, would Dabo Sweeney, Sweeney's little God Act and like holier than now act would it work anywhere else but the ACC or the SEC?
1: Ah, uh, maybe, maybe in like one of the lower end sec teams like down in the South there where you can get like the Sunday school boys. Yeah,
0: no, I, I said, like that's, and,
1: and that's uh, a very strong, maybe.
0: Yeah, no, I, I see. I, I think wherever he would go, um, I, I don't think it should would work. I don't, I really don't. Um, I don't. And I'm very happy about that. I, I, I you know what I, I, no, I don't even want to give him that, that that right to die like that. Um, But yeah, I just, I hope they keep losing. I hope they keep losing. Also, people do not be fooled uh, for betting this weekend. Pitt is ranked 23rd. Clemson is unranked. They're playing at Pitt. I think Pitt's actually favored by three. I, I would stay away from this game. I'm not going to touch it um, because that's, that's just asking you to take Clemson plus the three points um, Tom, you have a question.
1: Uh, let's say hypothetically someone was forced to take them for a pick them pool. Uh, would you take <laughs> Pitt pit at minus three and a half or would you go with Clemson getting the three and a half? All
0: right. We'll, <laughs> all right, we'll come back to that one. Just bring it up. I need to look up injuries <laughs> or something. I need to, I need to look up something uh uh all right.
1: hypothetically speaking of course
0: um I, I, we don't we
1: get we don't have to do that now we could we could just get it out of here well i'll just take the l it's kind of whatever
0: no no <laughs> i'm um, not even
1: doing that great in the pick 'em pool i'm pretty sure I'm shooting like fifty percent
0: i See, then I think no I, I I go with Pitt I, if I were you in your pool I would just go with Pitt because it's That's one of I'm those doing. games it's it's one of those games where I actually do think Pitt has a chance to win now will they win by more than th- three or more I don't know but uh, Kenny Pickett is the real deal um if anyone's gotten more his stock up in the NFL uh, uh, regarding the quarterback position, it's him. Um, I still don't think he's a first-round talent, but by the end of the year in the combine, he could very well end up being a first-round guy. Um, and in, a, in, a, in a, like a pool like you have, you say you're down right now. Well, everyone, I assume, in your little pool is probably going to pick Clemson. So this is where one where you probably gain one back over everyone. And like I said, I think there's a real chance that P- Pittsburgh wins. Clemson's offense is just not good their defense still has some dudes, and they are very elite dudes, the dudes they have. Um, but when they're on the field for three-fourths of the game, like 80% of the game, it, it, it changes things. So um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, but great great question, caller. Great question. Couldn't have waited until we actually got there, but all right. Um, all right. Uh, the game I'm most excited for in the second half of the season, I will say it's uh, – not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, Penn State at Ohio State. Uh, finally, the Big Ten did something right and is not going to have them do their noon kickoff, um, which I, I do like the noon kickoff. It's awesome because you can see the rest of the games. But these Big Ten, like these rivalry games, these big games, need to be played at night. You see what happens at a place like Penn State. It's awesome. Uh, Ohio State's going to have a red out apparently, which is eh, so, so I don't really care about that. Um, But I also think the place will be rocking um, just because this is the first night game and the first big game since Oregon, really, where um, Ohio State needs to win it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Do you have a favorite game you're looking forward to, Tom?
1: I didn't quite catch your question.
0: Fine. Uh, Did you have a game you're looking most forward to?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not able to hear you at all. It's coming in like very and I can't really make it out.
0: Uh, uh, all right, hold on.
1: I hear you relatively clearly now, I think.
0: Can you hear me? Sort
1: of, yeah.
0: All right. Um, well, we're just going to fight through this right now. Um, never mind. we we'll get through everything. I'm just going to get to my picks then. All right? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, once again, great weekend for me last weekend. Um, what did I do last Justin, weekend? Justin, you have a uh, question from Corey. I already said that. I answered it, Corey. I said um, Ohio State or uh, Penn State at Ohio State next weekend, October 30th, uh, almost Halloween. Um, It's a night game. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait for it. Um, Yeah, Uh, but there are a lot of good games. I think, obviously, this weekend you have not a ton of them. Ohio State does travel to Indiana again this weekend. Uh, It's an interesting game. Um, They kept it close last year. I never thought there was a time Ohio State was going to lose, but uh that could be a closer game. Oh, you were telling.
1: <laughs> oh, my bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Corey, Corey, Corey's here to save us on Thursdays when he he just Corey. Corey, we need <laughs> Corey, you back on, Corey, on Corey Sunday. We need you back on, on Sunday sometime soon.
1: Yeah, I was going to wait until the end of the show, Corey. You got to be making a comeback, bro. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's saving the show, our Thursday show, so uh, props to him. Um, but, yeah, so is there a game you're looking forward to?
1: Um, I don't know. Probably Ohio State-Indiana just because, like, I don't really want to commit to either game. It's probably going to be a blowout in Ohio State's favor. But uh, you know what? Actually, I take everything back about what I just said. Um, USC Notre Dame should probably be pretty fun.
0: Yes, it always will be. Um, oh, it is Friday! Wow, he's fixing everything. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <I got
1: it>. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> Corey is the savior of this show. Um, <laughs>
0: oh man. Yeah. That, that, that will be a good game. That's always a cool game. Even if they both suck, uh, it's always a cool color game, cool jersey game. Um, so that should be yeah. fun. Um, uh, I will give out a couple picks that I already have down. Um, I will give out the ones that I'm for sure, or I have already placed, and then I'll probably tweet out some FCS lines tomorrow morning because they don't come out until the morning. Everyone remember that. Um, it's getting down to a great time to start betting on FCS. Um, Let me tell you. Um, But here are some of the picks I have right now. Uh, One flyer you should take a look at. uh, Kenny Pickett plus 2,500 to win the Heisman. Um, If they beat Clemson this week, he is going to be in the thick of that conversation, uh, meaning one, two, or three. So uh, might as well take a flyer, put, you know, 10 bucks, 15, 20, 100 bucks, on uh, Kenny Pickett, there's a chance he wins. He's having an incredible season. Um, probably the biggest and only really uh, intriguing game of the afternoon, Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Not uh, It's Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Oklahoma State is 6-0, beat Texas last week. Um, and they are getting seven points here. Once again, this is a very weird line. I don't understand it. Um, I The media doesn't love – uh, Oklahoma state. Um, but I love Oklahoma state plus seven. They're actually very good on defense this year. Um, LSU at Ole Miss, um, Ole Miss won last weekend and it wasn't good. I think they were just happy to get out of there with the win. Uh, I've said it last week. I think I said it, I keep you the same thing now, but I think Matt Corral is the best player in the country. Um, so I like Ole Miss minus nine, nine and a half at home versus LSU. Uh, granted, this could be completely wrong because you never know how the team is going to react to the coaching news. Like they could either, you know, fight for him for one more time, um, and uh, things like that. But uh, they could also hate him as well. So who knows? Corey, with another question, um, uh, like offensive players, because you probably don't care about defensive players. Are we, are we speaking fantasy, Tom, or?
1: No, I think he's. I think he's kind of asking for maybe a little uh, preview into the into a mock draft. Let's call it. Maybe there he says yes. I don't know what for though.
0: Yeah, there's two yeses. I, I just don't know. Um, fantasy. I'll tell you right now. Anyone, if you have Tom Brady in your dynasty league as quarterback. Um, You might struggle to pick up one of the rookies next year because I don't think there's, I I don't think there's a quarterback worthy of a first round pick. Granted, we all know there will be a couple taken in the first round. That's just how the world works. Uh, Carson strong out of Nevada. Um, Everyone loves this guy. I don't, I think he's very inconsistent. Um, I I still have my money on Sam Howell as the best quarterback in this draft. Um, He's had a shitty, shitty year this year, but if you look at him last year and how he played with the number with the team, with the guys that are around him, um, Sam Howell is still my, my go-to guy in in the quarterback position. Um, Yeah, there's no, there's really just no QBs this year. Like I said, Matt Corral could work his way into a first round pick at some point, maybe. Um, But yeah, no, there's real uh, Carson. Carson Strong is the only name you're going to hear for a little bit. Uh, So like I said, Sam Howell will be back up there as well. Um, you could hear JT Daniels, even though, who knows, JT Daniels just might never be seen ever again. He's just going to disappear off the face of the earth. I, I, he's it such a weird kid. Um, but, yeah, there's no real quarterbacks. Uh, it's going to be an awesome receiving class. Uh, unfortunately, Keyshawn Boot from LSU won't be in it. I think he's too young, so that stinks. It could be a legendary. Uh, running backs, I Running backs. I'm trying to think. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. Your boy Kenneth at, Walker. Yeah, not – the running back has become – and, Tom, we talked about this. We talk about this almost every week, almost every Monday now. It, running backs just don't matter as much. I mean, we because we see what's happening with Saquon Barkley. Like, everyone knows now that taking him fourth or fifth was just crazy. I think the Steelers got Najee Harris – at a perfect spot for the most part. Uh, not too early, but also not luckily late where he fell to you. He was just kind of there when they wanted him. Um, he needs to start having a fucking better season, though, because he sucks for me. Um, but yeah, not a lot of RBs. Uh Trayvon Henderson at Ohio State's a f- true freshman. Got two more years, uh, especially for that. Um, we lost Tom. Uh, some of the wide receivers. Okay. Uh, wide receivers, obviously, you've got the two from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. He's going to be a better pro, I think. Uh, and then Chris Olave. Olave is a senior, so he's definitely coming back, uh, going – or coming. Olave is a senior. Seth definitely going to the NFL draft. Uh, Garrett Wilson will most likely skip his senior year go to the NFL draft. Both for Ohio State, both both worthy of top 20 picks. They're awesome. Like I said, Keyshawn Boot at LSU, except I do believe he is too young, um, so he will not be in – um, but then you have Jameson Williamson at, uh, Alabama, um, who is from Ohio state another Ohio state guy, but transferred down to Alabama. He is very, very good. Um, Drake, uh, I can't think of his last name. Drake, not Drake bell. That's from Jake and Josh. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Receiver for USC, Drake, something very good. Um,
1: Oh, I know who uh, you're talking uh, about.
0: Uh, Roger Stevers who are good. Um, just Jahan Dotson is incredible from Penn State, number five. He's worth a look. He's – as a comp, I almost put him as a little bit less of a – he doesn't have the hands that Terry McLaurin has, but he has more explosive ability, in my opinion. Jahan Dotson is very good. Um, I don't know. Hey Corey, uh, I'll get your email from Tom. I can send you all this stuff. Drake London, I, uh, is that it might be him? That's yeah. Is his first name Drake? That's their and,
1: leading receiver, so I assume so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, uh, of course, sometimes we have. Uh, well, in the future, we're gonna have my guy Matt on. My other guy Matt. Um, he does the top tech, top ten prospects uh, coming out. Uh, the top five you're gonna want to know: Derek Stingley. Um uh Derek Stingley. Um why, why am I drawing a blank, Tom? Why am I drawing a blank? Evan Neal Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau, DeMarvin Leal, um uh defensive uh, lineman for Tex A M. It's a it's a defensive line heavy draft, which is once again very odd after coming off a draft where we had like no edge uh rushers. So um this show needs to be over. Uh like I said, I will get my picks. Real quick, uh, Oregon versus UCLA. Oregon is getting, um, I have them at two. I think they're getting one now. I love Oregon plus one. I don't think UCLA is very good. Um, OSU minus 21 uh, versus Indiana. Not touching the spread on that game. Uh, I am hammering the over of 59 and a half. Um, yes, uh, 100%, Corey. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's why if you're, who was I saying? Uh, who was yeah. I just saying? Uh,
1: oh, Tom years Brady. With Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. yeah, your Tom Brady guys out there. You're I wouldn't think Matt Stafford, but your Tom Brady guys out there, you're gonna have to try and pull a trade this year because I don't, I, I don't know who you're gonna be uh, happy with next year. Not that, not that Trevor Lawrence is doing anyone really any favors right now, but uh, oh, at least yeah. he had some. At least he has. At least he. Pro, like I still, th- I still believe Trevor Lawrence will be very good. Uh, I don't see anyone from this draft class being uh, on the level that he is. Um, Ohio State, Indiana, like I said, nailed the over. Uh, both these teams are average are top 50 in the country in total offense. Um, and then the last one, uh, University of Cincinnati at Navy, um, I'm taking the over of 48.5. Uh, Cincinnati themselves um, almost average 50 a game, so that is pretty easy for me. Um, we got off topic a lot today. Thank you, Corey, for joining us. Um, not really joining us asking questions. Uh, he did say, I believe he said he's down for Sunday. I believe he said that Tom, correct? He did. Indeed. Uh, well, I, we'll obviously shore that up. Um, but we obviously love having Corey on. So we will, um, hopefully have Corey on Sunday. Um, once again, uh, eleven AM for uh our fantasy Sunday. Um and then usually go till kick. I could stick around if we have extra questions because the Browns obviously played last night, but um yeah. Um Did other J- than that. What? I
1: feel like the Jets have a one o'clock kickoff. Do they? I feel
0: like they do. Well, even, even if they do, it's not a big yeah, I mean it's not a big deal. We're they usually do. off.
1: They play it. the Patriots.
0: Oh God, I kind of want to know that. I kind of want to watch that. I mean, all right. Um, so yes, like you said, Corey said, he'll let us know soon. So hopefully we'll get him on. If he can't come on, um, <laughs> great cut, great cast.
1: Thank you, thank you for thank, coming, Corey.
0: Thank you for joining us. Um, I don't know where I was going.
1: Close out. Know.
0: Yeah. So Sunday, join us. Oh yeah. If we don't have Corey probably have Asher. Um,
1: or hopefully. Dude.
0: We don't know. Um, oh, yeah, it's really up to Tom. It's Tom's show. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was going to say something else, too. It's completely drawing a blank on me. Um, all right, well, we're done. Uh, any last words, Tom? Um, yeah, any last words? Scogs. Who's Butler play this weekend in football?
1: Oh, we have a game I think tomorrow, and we play. Hang on, Davidson.
0: That at home? I think yeah. I think we're at home. Should, that's that. That would be a terrible game, Davidson. Uh, Davidson is not. They're as good four and as they one. Used. They're
1: gonna get their ass. <laughs>
0: yeah, they are. We're two yeah. and five. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, what, I I'm gonna try and contact the that's Butler. Fine. I'm going to <laughs> try and contact the Butler coach and see if we can get him on for the podcast. And I'm just not going to tell you about it. And you're just going to ask a billion questions to him. All right. Uh, we'll see you I guys. Mean, Sunday I, could morning. Probably
1: do
0: that. I know you could. I could probably um, find someone, but <laughs> it's also uh, watchable right.
1: on YouTube in case you want to well, get kicked.
0: Uh, all right. We'll see you guys Sunday morning.